You are listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pittsfield campus. Well, does anyone else have a resolution to share? Come on, I know you're losing weight, you're eating healthy, right? Who's eating healthy? You've made it for three days, two and a half days, and then we have Danish in the back. Come on, I know there's resolutions out there. I didn't really make any this year. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Uh, but this year I didn't. I did set a few goals for myself. Uh, some of them are dealing with health and fitness, and some of them are dealing with my prayer life to be able to go a little deeper in my prayer life. So uh, I, I set some goals for myself. Didn't make resolutions because uh, they're kind of black or white. You either keep them or you don't, right? With goals, it's more ongoing, and you can keep working on them. So that's what I've done. But New Year's is a good time to, to kind of take stock of where we are, where we've been and maybe where we're going. It's a good time to look at our values and, and to see if, you know, maybe our values change over the years. Sometimes they will, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, for example, maybe sometimes as you get older, you see that uh, you value family a little bit more because maybe some of the circumstances of your family or maybe because of some people in your family who you've lost, and, and you really come to, to value your family more. And maybe spend more time with your family. Sometimes maybe you look at your values and think, well, maybe there's things that, that I need to start doing because my values need to match my actions and my actions need to match my values. After all, you know, those things have to match. If we say something is a value but we don't act on it, then it really isn't a value, is it? It's just something that we talk about. And the same thing for maybe there's things that we need to stop doing. You know, if we say that, that we value healthy eating but we continue to eat muffins because they have them back there in the back of the church, and, but maybe we have muffins every day or, or we, we don't eat well, and maybe we need to stop eating those unhealthy things. There's, there's things that we might need to stop so that our values match with, what we, with our words and what we say. And some of our actions, you know, the things that, that we do that, that align with our values or not, you know, are things that are rooted in the past for us. It's things that we grew up doing, things that maybe uh, we learned as children or Maybe inadvertently we learned, or maybe uh, we, didn't, we weren't really aware of, of how we learned some of the things that have roots in our past that, that uh, are, are affecting us and affecting the way that we behave even today as we're adults. Those, those roots, you know, the, the, the things that we do, maybe they're good things, maybe they're things that we need to change, but they're coming from roots that were planted years ago or maybe over the years. I know in me, I've seen things that, you know, I see behaviors that, that happen and I think, wow. Where did that come from? You know, maybe that was a behavior that, that my father had 50 years ago or, or something like that. And, and you think, where did that come from? Well, those are some of those roots that are put into our lives. And again, our roots create our fruit, right? The things that we do, the, the, where we place our roots is where we get our fruit from. Good roots, good fruit. So roots, that's what we want to be talking about for the next few weeks, and uh, it's going to be a great series. I think it's going to help us reflect on ourselves as we're starting this new year, and that's always a good time, and uh, it seems like we're always anxious to reflect on ourselves and, and, and check that out. And I believe that, that if we'll dig deep as we go through this series together, and, and a lot of the deep digging will be in our own homes, in our own lives, our own quiet times, in our own hearts. It's not just digging deep here at church for an hour. But I think as we take this home with us and kind of chew on it and think about it and pray about it, we'll be digging deep into these roots, even at home or in a quiet time or as we go about our day. And then I think we're going to see great breakthroughs in 2016. I think we're going to see things, uh, some of the roots that we, we need to extract and replace with good roots. 
I think we're going to start seeing the fruit of that in 2016. And it's going to be an amazing year. And we're going to be see amazing transformations in our own lives. And those are going to reflect out in the lives of our friends and our families and our communities and everyone around us. So roots. So as we start today talking about this series, we're going to look at the book of Jeremiah, uh, chapter 17. And we're going to look at verses 5 through 8. So it's Jeremiah 17. If you don't bring your Bibles... I would encourage you to bring them. If you don't have one, come up to me after the service and just let me know. And we'll figure out a way to get you a Bible. Maybe not make it happen today, but we can make it happen. Uh, So if you need a Bible, let me know. We'll certainly uh, help you get one. So Jeremiah 17, verses 5 through 8. It says, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green. And it's not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit does not cease to bear fruit. Amen. So God's word. So there's two groups of people listed here, right? There's two groups, those who trust in man or the flesh and those who trust in the Lord. There's two groups of people that this scripture talks about. And then it compares those two groups of scriptures. It says those who trust in man or in the flesh, what? They're like what? A shrub. They're like a shrub. And those who trust in the Lord are like trees. Healthy and beautiful, planted by the banks of the river with deep, healthy roots and beautiful green leaves and beautiful fruit. See, there's similes for these things. If you're not an English geek, uh, there's a word called a simile. And a simile is when there's a direct comparison of two things using the word like. So that's what this scripture is, is two similes. It says, he shall be like, or he is like a shrub, or blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. He is like a tree. So the, the, uh, the writer of scripture uses these uh, examples, these illustrations as a simile. So you've learned a little English here today too, right? On top of everything else. That's a good day, right? So the man whose trust is in man or whose trust is in the flesh. What does it say about him? He says it's like a shrub in the desert. A shrub. You know, shrubs are are little, and if you've ever been to a desert area, maybe in California or some of the other desert areas in the world, you know that the shrubs, they're kind of scrawny. They're really dry looking. Uh, They're not really healthy looking. So this man who who trusts in man or who trusts in the flesh is like this shrub. And as we studied the word shrub a little bit, as we put this this message together, um, it's referring to a bush that basically it's worth nothing. It's a worthless bush, except maybe for burning. That's probably the only thing you could get really good out of this is, is a few minutes of heat as it burns. But even then, it's going to burn very quickly because it's so dry. One of the, the shrubs that this uh, author, that, that Jeremiah may have been talking about, is called a bassia shrub, which is also called a burning bush. It, back in this day, it held no value at all to the Hebrews. It was totally worth, worthless. It's a shrub very uh, similar to the ones that we see today in California. If you've seen pictures of, of wildfires, um, usually in the spring, in the summer in California, a lot of those shrubs <clears throat> would be similar to this <coughs> bastia shrub. Its roots are shallow, and basically it has no purpose. 
It's a, it's a shrub with no purpose. And the, the desert, you know, is a harsh place. It's a dry place. So this, shru- this shrub, as it grows, it bears no fruit. There's no fruit that comes from it. It's best to be burned, providing just a little comfort, a little warmth. But even that is very temporary because it burns quickly. It's so dry. It burns quickly. Have you ever, um, and this is a great time of year to do it, you take your Christmas tree out after it's been in your house for, <coughs> for a year, I mean for a month, <laughs> for a year, whatever, for a month. Some of, I know some people might leave them. You, you've had them in your house for a month and they're all dry. You ever take them out and, and put them in a fire or light them on fire? It's like, Phew. yeah, that's exciting. Except there's a fireman here, so we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> of course, you do that very safely. But how quickly it goes up in flames. That is the man who, who trusts in, in flesh, or the man who trusts in man, or trusts in his own flesh, in his own self. He's like that shrub. But then there's the man whose trust is in the Lord. And what does Scripture say about that? That he'll be like a tree planted by the waters with roots spreading by the river. What happens when trials come or when the drought comes or when heat comes? No worries because the roots are deep. They're very well watered. They're very healthy. No need to be anxious when the drought comes. Why? Because the roots are are right by the source of this, this living water, the source of water. So for us, as we're the man, we're like the tree planted by the water. We know that, that we, can be, uh, we can have these roots, the living water. You know, Jesus talked about the living water, that he was the living water. Jesus, uh, when he was on earth, he, he met this woman, and they were at a well, and he asked this woman if she would give him some water. And this was very inappropriate at this time because um, Jesus, uh, or men in this day in, in, in the Hebrew in Jerusalem, didn't talk to ladies like this in the middle of the day and, and this lady had been married several times and she had kind of a checkered past but Jesus spoke to her anyway and he, taught, he asked her to get him some water and, and started this conversation with her and if you look over in the book of John chapter 4 you'll find this story where Jesus met this woman so it's John chapter 4 verses 7 through 14 it says a woman from Samaria came to draw water Jesus said to her, give me a drink. So Jesus asked her. He approached her to give him a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, asked for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? This just didn't happen. It wasn't something that happened. For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked and I would have given you living waters. Jesus would give her living waters. So Jesus himself is the living water. So when we plant our roots and our trust in the Lord, we get that living water flowing into our roots. We, be, we grow healthy root, roots. And these things become healthy and grow and we flourish. And what is the result? Good fruit. We see good fruit. So this scripture from Jeremiah, back to the scripture from Jeremiah, leads us to make the conclusion that we can choose that it's our choice where we want to be rooted. We can choose to be rooted with our trust and faith in mankind or in flesh or in ourselves. Or we can choose to put our trust in the Lord and, and our roots will go deep into the Lord and, and we'll see healthy things grow from that. Putting our hope in Him. So it's our choice. 
That choice, though, it, it has far-reaching consequences. The choice will uh, make or break, maybe you would even say, us as we make them. Choosing to make our flesh our strength will make us like this shrub in the desert. It has a worth to be burned, and then it's done. Here today and gone tomorrow. No depth to its roots, no lasting fruit, temporary hope that leaves us eventually in the parched places of the wilderness. So if we have our roots here, if we set our roots here with these shrubs, these, these things that, uh, where we trust in mankind, we do need to worry about the days of drought. We do need to worry about the days of heat. We do need to worry about those forces that can come in and annihilate a shrub that's not, that doesn't have deep roots. Choosing to make the Lord our strength, though, it makes things much different. Our roots can go deep. They can be watered so that they'll be healthy, bearing good fruit, not withering under the heat of life, not withering under the heat of circumstances, not withering under the heat of, of those things, those outside influences that can change us, can lead us into a bad place, and not afraid of the heat of the enemy who would come against us and try to destroy us. No, it would be green and leafy fruit as we dig our, our roots deeply into the Lord. This green leafy fruit in seasons of plenty or in seasons of drought. There's no worries between the two because our roots are deep and they're healthy. Our fruit is the result of our choice then. If we get to choose where we put our roots, then that also that, that choice leads to where our fruit will be or what our fruit will be is the result of where we put our roots. The choice to put our hope in our flesh will lead to the fruit of the flesh. While the choice to put our hope in the Lord leads to the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit of the living God. Fruit of the Spirit and fruit of flesh. These two things are our choices, even as we choose where we put our roots. Then what does it look like then to put our hope in Jesus, to, to plant our roots in Jesus and in the Lord? What does it look like? And what does it look like if, if we put our hope in the flesh, in mankind? Well, if our hope is in Jesus, we set our root in the Word, the Word of God, Scripture. We're consistently in His Word. We know His Word. His Word knows us. You know, so many times we say that we, we, we read the Word of God. But as we do that, the Word of God is reading us. It gets deep into our spirit, into our bodies, into our souls, and it changes us. Sometimes we don't even recognize it. But being in the Word, setting our roots deeply in the Word, it changes us. And when we do that consistently, daily, whether we're journaling or whether we're reading, or whether we're following some other type of, of devotional series, as we do that regularly, daily, we're changed from the inside out as the Word reads us, and those roots go deep. They go deep, and they're healthy. When, when, the, when we root ourselves in the Word, the fruit, then is wisdom and knowledge, discernment, a relationship with the Lord, a relationship, a friendship with the Lord, knowing our identity, the fruit of knowing who we are, who God created us to be, our identity in Him so that we're comfortable living for the kingdom and not for only ourselves because we know who we are and we know who God created us to be. When our hope and trust is in Jesus, the fruit is finding freedom, freedom from those things that keep us in bondage, those things that from our past, maybe from, from roots that have been planted there years ago that have kept us in bondage. We can find freedom. We can trust Him. We can trust the Lord for our freedom. When our, hope is in trust, when our hope and trust is in Jesus, the fruit is receiving the fullness of the Holy Spirit. 
The Holy Spirit of the living God in us is part of the fruit when we choose to put our root in the Lord. The value, the Holy Spirit, the fullness. We can live a powerful life. We can live a victorious life because of the fullness of the Holy Spirit in us. God in us. But on the other hand, if our hope is in the flesh, we tend to hold on to things tightly. We want to hold on to the the things that we think are ours. We're afraid of those things that we might lose because of those roots maybe that have been there in the past. Maybe there's, there's a history there from those roots of where we've lost something or where something has been taken from us. We hold on tightly. Those things are some of the fruit of hoping in the flesh. Things that we can't let go of then, they become idols to us. And they hold us in bondage as we idolize those things that we hold on to tightly because we, our hope, our only hope, is in flesh or is in man, the things that mankind can do for us. Hoping in the flesh. It's also believing in our inner selves to be good and to do good, to change the world. I've seen so many things on Facebook and in the media over the past few weeks as we've gone into this new year about doing good and being good and making this a a good year because we're going to be different. We're going to do good and we're going to be good. I've seen things where the media has been talking about loving each other and making things better. And these are good things. We should do good things. We should be good. We should love one another. But it's the love of Jesus that will change the world. We can put all of our trust in ourselves, our karma, our good karma, our desire to be good and to do good things. And the only thing that we'll become is frustrated because our roots will be shallow and we'll be burned up in the desert like that shrub that Jeremiah talked about. We simply don't have it in us to love those that we find unlovely, to be good enough to do these things to those who are unlovely, to be good enough to be these things. They can only be found when we put our hope and trust in the Lord and our roots toward Him. Hoping in the flesh, it's also wanting more and more material goods. It's wanting more and more that we can hold on to tightly because we think that that's our identity. We think our security is in those things that we have, those material things that we have because our roots, our trust, our hope is in mankind, it's in flesh. So we set our roots and we see our fruit, fruit of the Spirit, or fruit of the flesh. Again, it's our choice as we work back to where are we going to let our roots be planted? Where are we going to root ourselves? The fruit of the Spirit is fullness of life because the Holy Spirit is life. The Holy Spirit is life in us. The fruit of the flesh, the fruit of the flesh is really idolatry. When we put our hope in flesh, we're, we're making idols out of our flesh. Does our job or our 401k bring us our hope? Then maybe that could be an idol. Does our spouse bring us hope? Our family bring us hope? Even those things can be an idol if we place all of our hope there instead of in the Lord. Do our possessions bring hope? Do we trust in our possessions? Those things that we have that we think make us secure, our house, our job. These things, and they're all good things. They're good things, our house, our job, the things that God has blessed us with, they're good things, but they can become idols if we trust in ourselves, if we trust in the flesh, if we make the flesh our strength and become like that shrub in the desert. 
Idolatry then is putting anything, anything in front of the Lord, whether they're good things or bad things or important things, anything that we place in our lives before the Lord can become an idol when we place our trust and our hope in mankind or in flesh. Idolatry is putting our hope and trust in the flesh. So really, it's a binary decision. I used to be a computer guy, so the binary is either yes or no. It's on or off. It's zero or one. So this is a binary decision we make. We have to make one or the other. We have to hope in something, right? Or our life is totally meaningless. And that's a whole new sermon for a different day. We have to hope in something. We have to put, let our roots grow somewhere. It's a yes or a no, or an on or an off. We can choose to let them grow, our roots grow in trust in the flesh, or in the Lord, one or the other. So for all of us, have, we, have you considered where your hope lies, where your trust is? As we start 2016, what a great thing to be thinking about and considering and praying about. So where is our trust? So many of us, especially here in, in New England, in this part of the world, this part of the country, we put our trust in ourselves. We put our hope in ourselves. We're bootstrap people. We, we pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and we get out there and we work hard and we're stubborn and we go at it, putting our hope in ourselves. We're all set. We have ourselves, our family, our traditions, and the land, so we think we don't need anything else. We know God is out there and he's involved some way. He's watching over us maybe. But our hope isn't in God. Our hope isn't in the Lord we find our hope in mankind, in ourselves. Well, how does that work for us? How does it work when we put our hope in mankind, our hope in the flesh? Suicide rates. I looked up suicide rates in the United States, and it's just under 13 per, suicides per 100,000 people. In New Hampshire, it's over 15, so it's quite a bit higher in New Hampshire, the suicide rate. Hoping in the flesh, like the shrub in the desert that's dry, no roots, burned up. Addiction rates. Addiction rates, everything from cigarettes to drugs to alcohol, are much higher in New Hampshire than, any, than around the world, than the national average. Of course, there's other addictions too, the addictions that we uh, maybe find a little more acceptable. Food, an adrenaline rush, sex. Many more. Hope in the flesh. Making idol of these things. And they hold us in bondage. We can talk about those things, those, those uh, addictions, those things that we consider bad. The newsworthy things, the things that we hear about on the news. But, but what about those things that are closer to home for us that, that maybe we make idols out of? Maybe we don't take drugs or alcohol and maybe we don't make them an idol or put them in front of the Lord. But how many of us put our hope in our kids, our possessions, our jobs, our 401K, all those kinds of things? Our hope is there. Those things can be idols. Well, they can be the result of idolatry just as much as addictions. And they can be the result of putting our trust in the flesh just as much as those addictions. Our trust in the Lord. Our roots can grow deep when we put our trust in the Lord. So what are your idols? What keeps you from putting all your hopes and trust in the Lord? What would prevent you from doing that? The first step as we get into this root series is to spend time 
praying and thinking, considering, asking the Lord, what are these things? Help me identify them, Lord. Help me identify those things that I put before you. Help me identify those things that I put my trust in more than I put my trust in you. We have to know what they are. We have to acknowledge those things. It's a very first step. And then we can make the choice of how we want to deal with them. Then we can make the choice of extracting those roots and putting our roots deeply in the Lord. Are they addictions that we need to walk away from? Maybe they are. We don't need to pray about some of those things. We just need to do it. This is a great time to extract those roots, to put our roots deeply in the Lord. But then there are those other things of, you know, how do I deal with the fact that that my trust is in my job? How do I deal with that? I can't just quit work and, and be unemployed and not take care of my family. So how do I do that? How do I continue in my job but put all my hope in the Lord? Well, I can be in the Word. I can be filled with the Holy Spirit. I can live the Spirit-filled life at my work, at my job, walking in the Spirit, praising God for our jobs, living a victorious life, not just in church, but in our jobs, in our communities. Others can see God's provisions for you, and they can see the fulfillment in you. They can see your roots growing deeply into the Lord and and how that changes your, your countenance. It changes who you are as your identity is, is deeply rooted in Christ. And God gets glorified there. God gets glorified at your job because you, you're there. But your roots, you're rooted and you're grounded in the Lord. They go deep and you're healthy. God's Word, the Holy Spirit, living victorious. Others seeing the fulfillment in your life is your hope and trust is deeply in the Lord. So where are you planted? Where are you rooted? It's a simple question. It's a very simple question. But the answer makes all the difference in the world. You know, there's something interesting about a tree as it grows and its roots grow. A tree's roots grow toward where the nourishment comes from. A a, a tree growing by the banks of the river, the roots are going to be headed in that direction because that's where most of the nourishment comes from. The roots sense that there's water, then that's that's the direction that they'll go. They'll go toward the living water, toward life. It makes sense then that as we spread our roots toward the thing that we see as life-giving, we spread our roots as those things that we see when we make our judgment, when we make our choices of what things are life-giving, That's the way we're going to let our roots grow. And here is where the choice comes in. If we see those things that aren't Christ-like, if we see those things that are fleshly, that that our hope falls in our flesh, hope falls in mankind, then our roots are going to grow that way because we've chosen that. But if we see our hope in the living water, the living water of the Lord, then our roots are going to grow that way. Our roots will grow toward them. Well, they'll grow healthy. And when hard times come, when the drought comes, when circumstances are hard, we won't have to be anxious because we're rooted and grounded in the Lord. And he gives us strength to get through those days when the drought comes or the circumstances are hard. The letting our roots grow toward the living water, Jesus, where we find deliverance from those things Maybe those roots that have been there that we're extracting that have kept us in bondage, we can get deliverance from that as we replace our roots with the Lord, as we trust in Him, put everything 
every ounce, every bit of our trust in the Lord, then we find that deliverance. We'll be fruitful. We'll see green leaves. We'll see life coming from us. Can you imagine seeing life coming from yourself? If you've been in the pit, if you've been the shrub in the desert, if you've been in those dry places, imagine yourself. Life flowing from you because you're rooted and your trust is in the Lord and no longer in those fleshly things of mankind. The choice is ours. It's where we want to put our hope. So this root series is going to continue over the next several weeks. There may be some times that are uncomfortable for us. There may be some times that uh, even internally you'll be thinking about those, those roots in you that need to be replaced. You'll be thinking about those things that, that you've rooted yourself in that maybe you need to change that. You need to extract those roots and root that part of your life in the Lord Jesus Christ and trust totally and completely in Him. Those roots that are spreading out toward trust in the flesh, we'll, we'll identify those over the next few weeks. And if we continue to seek God and trust Him to show us these things, then, then He'll transplant those roots to the place where there's living water. We can start to show green leaves. We can start having abundant fruit, life fulfilled, families restored. Towns transformed because of where we are rooted, where we choose to put our roots in the Lord Jesus. Well, it's interesting. If you could see through those windows, they're covered up. There's a river that's about no more than 100 yards beyond the building, probably less than that. About 100 feet away, maybe even. So God has planted us, this campus, here. By the river, where we can be rooted in Christ, our hope in the Lord. So as a campus, let's commit to plant our roots firmly and deeply beside the river right here. Because the living water, the living water of Jesus is here. Let us use the river that runs so close to this building to remind us of of those roots of our commitment to place all of our hope, all of our trust in the Lord. Let's commit to be a healthy place, a place where life abounds, a place where others come because they see life here. They see the abundant life that Jesus brings here because of the way we live there. Let's make this place a place where others see our hope and, and trust is in the Lord and join with us not because we want to see more numbers or more people but because we know we know where life is we know that living water we know where to let our roots grow others can see our hope in the Lord they can see our trust in Him and then they too can choose to be rooted in the Lord commitment to be that campus, to be that people, to be that group of people. And the only way we can do that is when we make that commitment to be that individual, to be that person. Everyone, every one of us, as we choose our roots close to the living water so that we can create, produce good fruit, fruit of the Spirit, not fruit of the flesh. And there's one more thing that we'll commit together on as 
uh, Kathy told you as she gave announcements about our prayer and fasting time. Let's make January a time where we draw near to God. We draw closer to Him. Prayer and fasting. Maybe you've never fasted before in your life. That's okay. We'll help you through that. Let's commit together to do this. And and then we'll see that as we draw closer to God, that, that He'll work in our heart. He'll work in your heart. Even as we're praying for the world and our country and our state and our church, you'll see God working in you. He'll do the work. He'll expose some of those roots that need to be transplanted to a more fertile ground. And He'll equip your heart and your mind to deal with these transplants, these changes that we need to see. So once again, let's, let's commit together for the entire month, not just at our corporate times where we're going to come together on Tuesday evenings at 6.30 or Wednesday morning at 9. Those times are great, and we'll have a great time praying together then. But ask the Lord in your own heart, in your own quiet time, in your own homes, your own prayer closet, to reveal these things to you. And He will. The thing is, they may be some hard things, but He'll reveal them to you gently. He'll equip you as He's revealing these things. He'll equip you in how He's going to transplant these roots and how He's going to make these changes. And it makes something that might seem so very hard. It makes it much, much better as we see God directing us that way. And there's, there still may be hard times and there may be hard days, but we're going to see the, the abundant fruit begin to come even as God leads us through that. So let's commit to be that campus, to pray together, to pray and fast over this next month about what is to come, about what is to come. As God changes us, as He transforms us, as He restores us, as we are rooted and grounded in Him, as we place our trust, our full trust in Him over this next year the best is yet to come. Well, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Father, for for how you do expose these things in us that that maybe we need to to look at and and maybe these roots that need to be extracted, Lord, and transplanted into a ground that's more fertile, a ground that's closer to the living water, Lord. I pray that you would guide us and, and that you would give us a passion, Lord, for putting all of our trust in you that we wouldn't be like that shrub in the desert, Lord, but we would be like the big, beautiful tree beside the river with green, leafy, healthy, abundant fruit, Lord. And God, over these next few weeks, show us those things, Lord, that, that are going to make us more healthy. Show us those things, Lord, that may seem hard, but will lead us to a more healthy place as we replace those roots. Maybe they're bitter roots that we need to replace with trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. (coughs) Well, as a benediction, I want to read to you from Ephesians 3. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit, in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, 
that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all the generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Roots. God's going to work with us and in us as we go through this little series together. And we're going to see abundant fruit as we move forward. Amen. Amen. Before I dismiss you, I want to remind you, we are having a serving fair. Um, and if you exit and go to the right, there's going to be some people there who uh, would love to talk to you. If you're new to Grace Capital Church and you would like to be able to plug in and help serve, whether it's a cafe or greeting or a pro presenter or, or sound, whatever your gifts and talents are, we would love to, to speak with you and to help you get connected and be a part of who we are because we're all better together. So we're going to have that serving fair over here. And after that, even better yet, we're having a covered dish. Uh, we've got all kinds of food over there. If you happen to not bring food, if you're first time here and didn't know about it, there's plenty of food. Please don't feel like uh, that there's not enough. Stay with us. Get to know each other. We're going to have a great time just sharing time together and being a part of each other's lives. So again, thank you so much for being here. We love you and you are dismissed. We'll have some elders up here. If you, do, if you would like to come for prayer, uh, we have some elders and leaders here who would be happy to pray with you as you consider these roots. God bless you and thank you. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 